By decree of the God Emperor of Mankind, we broadcast this message across the stars. Welcome to the Vox Hammer Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Voxhammer Podcast. I am once again here with my co-host, Matthew, otherwise known as the Miniature Apothecary. Last time, we actually talked. We, we it, There wasn't like so much as getting out there because I'm super excited for this one. Because last time, we were just talking about the intro to the show and how we got into the hobby. But this time, we really get to have some fun with this one. We get to talk about stuff that we enjoy most, like our favorite army, um, our favorite faction, what we enjoy most about the hobby. Um, I'm pretty excited. Uh, Matt, how are you feeling? Overly excited. <laughs> oh my god, I don't think you can explain being more excited than like that, man. Like the zeal coming right out of the, right out of the mic. Oh well, my it's, god! It's, 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 it's talking about like favorite parts of your favorite factions. I know like, this is gonna get chaotic. Oh excitement! I know this is this is the actually this is what we were like we wanted to talk about this on the first one, but like we wanted to just get that groundwork going. We really wanted to introduce you guys to who we are and what we're doing. And you know, yeah. if you're back from the last episode, um, thank you for popping back on and hearing us ramble about this nonsense. So I think without, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I think um, without further ado, welcome back to the Warhammer podcast. Where we talk uh, to the Warhammer podcast, to the Voxhammer podcast. You'll get welcome, eventually. I know. Welcome back to the Voxhammer podcast, where we talk all things Warhammer and the hobby space. Mr. Miniature Apothecary, without further ado, let's get going. God Emperor, calling him a god was how all this mess started. Alrighty, so I think you should go first on the things you like, because I'm terrified that this will just go way over time if I start. I'm sorry, what now? You, you, you're gonna let me yeah. start? Yeah, I'm gonna let you start. That's right. You can, me, I'm gonna push you out in front of the crowd and be like, you got this kid! Give you smack on the me, shoulder. Throw me under the bus, why don't you? I, I like, threw you. <laughs> favorite faction B. I don't know. <laughs> I threw you under the bus and I told Miss Frizzle to step on the gas. Oh my oh, god. Me. I'm zeal and fury. Yeah, favorite faction. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm. Uh, favorite, favorite race, favorite faction. Bam, go. The wheels are turning on your chest. All of them. All, uh, all of them. <laughs> um, uh, no, seriously. No, um, yeah. If, if I, if I had to like, if I had to pick just one, um, for me, I would probably say, yep, Space Marines. Um, it's something that I've, I've. You know, they're an army I've collected since I first started. Um, I personally find them quite interesting. They're made out to be these super soldiers, uh, you know, very little in the way of like emotions or connections and stuff like that. But then when we when we read about them in the novels and you read parts of the lore and stuff, these guys, these these genetically enhanced super soldiers, they're not infallible. Um, you know, the, to a degree, some of them are quite broken. Um, yeah, definitely. And yeah, I, I mean, 
Like, okay, so you get like Imperial Guard, or sorry, the Astra Militarum. Yeah, that guard. one. You get, over, you get over it. You're in the guard. You're um, in the guard. And and yeah, okay, that's a that's a bog standard, not enhanced human being, and they go through absolute hell. Yeah. And yeah, from from personally, from my perspective, you're thinking like, okay, you've got this Imperial Guard soldier that goes into a war zone. That's possibly the worst. He's gonna come out the other end with like the worst case of PTSD. It's like in the galaxy, you it's, know. It's he's, def. Oh yeah, it's definitely yeah, why people are green skinned, you know. <laughs> Tyranids, killer fauna, and uh, you know, evil Elvira space marines. Evil space marine. Yeah, you know, you're gonna come out the other end with the worst case of mental health disorders. You can Tyranids. Um, but we see in some of the novels and stuff that the space marines, it happens to them as well. Like some of them come out the other end of events just completely and utterly broken. Yeah. Um, I like the chapters that are that that, that sort of. Range on the on the on the fence a little bit, you know. Yeah. Space Wolves being one of my big loves, uh, a long time um, fan of Space Wolves. But same principle with the likes of the Flesh Terrors or yeah. the Black Dragons. Anything from like the um, the uh, is it the thirteenth? I think it's the thirteenth founding or the 21st founding it might be yeah. the 21st cursed founding it's known better it's known more commonly as the, the cursed oh founding. the cursed found- okay i got you um, yeah pretty much most of the chapters from there because they are so broken there's there is so much wrong with the lamenters oh my <laughs> the lamenters my are from the cursed founding them poor unfortunate marines poor unfortunate marines <laughs> just the unluckiest God. people out there but we love them um, because they they keep pushing through despite their bad luck yeah, I, I mean, granted, there's a lot of there's a lot of memes out there. And oh god, but of a lot of jokes. I but, know. Wow, do they they push it? They like seriously push. Like, oh, there's there's a hundred of us. There's ten thousand of them. Yeah, we'll do it. If that was, it's a normal chapter, day. You just yeah, you just shrug it off. You they're just so like, yeah, they're gonna win. <laughs> they're so jaded. They're so jaded by <laughs> yeah. their bad luck at this point. They're like, dude, fuck it, whatever. You know something. Yeah. You know something I love about that stories in in Warhammer with Space Marines and Imperial Guard tell, and it often happens when they're both in the same novel or story. Mm. It really breaks down those barriers, those walls of saying, you know, we're not so different. We're not so different yeah. with the like you say with the PTSD, which you say with everything else. Because at first, it always starts the same. It's like I don't get the guard. Like I can't understand them. And with with Imperial Guard. Um, they're like space marines are just like high and mighty and think themselves this and that and blah blah blah, but there's so much more closing them together. There's so much more about them and who they are, and there's so much more alike that it really creates that. Like it humanizes space marines and sometimes even shows the interest in in separating them, but also with the strength of Imperial Guard, you know. And it's like yeah, that's what a lot of people, yeah. yeah, and that's what a lot of people find fascinating about Imperial Guard. It's like normal people in warhammer 40k like that's an intense experience they're they're the the normal joe blogs picked out from a crowd right here's your here's your weapon here's your armor yeah very bare minimum training now you're gonna go sit on a front line fighting against a horde of something horrible yeah and you, you you know it is it's quite literally they don't have 
all that body armor. They don't have power armor. They don't have a refractor field. It is quite literally. The Emperor protects. Yeah, I mean, is it? You know, it, they're numbers. Like, Help me, please. Oh the Emperor's divinity what, what, what shall protect us. Yeah, I mean, personally, that's that's why for me. You know what they got? I know what they got. You know what they got? Go on. Faith. That's what they got. Yeah, that's got all their, they got. got their, yeah, but their I mean, faith. that's in a way that's that's kind of weird because then. When so you does see the rest the of the Imperium. about guardsmen fighting alongside space marines, and space marines see this this faith. The space marine acts in a completely different way because not a lot of space marine chapters actually see the emperor as a god. Yeah, there that that's some. the thing. Yeah, a lot of space marine chapters don't hold to that. The rest of the Imperium is is more on the church. But there's still a couple of chapters yeah. who know better. They just like they just don't really fuck around with it. No, exactly. Except for Black Templars um, and those others. Yeah, I mean the Astra Militarum, the the Imperial Guard would come in a close second for me, personally. Yeah. Um, but for me, I think it's just a lot of it is probably nostalgia. I like all flavors of of Marine. Um, I, I'm a very much a hobby butterfly when it comes to to Marine projects. I've done multiple company projects that have ended up being twice three times the size of plat though they were originally planned. oh wow <laughs> yeah plastic um, crack I've, I've i've mentioned it before um if if i still had every one of my homebrew chapters i would probably sorry homebrew projects i would probably have a chapter's worth of marines by this point yeah um it just Projects just get away with me, especially when it's Marines, because I, I I find I have more fun, you know, coming up with these different units with with their own like unique character or coming up with characters, um, and it's just it's just a lot of playing around and conversions yeah. and bit splashing and things like that, and and I find it's a lot more fun. Um, I've tried it with other factions, like I've bought a kit and I've just built like a random uh, orc war boss. Or um, like a, an Eldar leader, a Farsi or something like that. Um, but I've not really had as much fun. So I'm not sure why. It just that's the way it is. I, I'm very basic, I guess. It's <laughs> probably the case. I am just basic. I'm a Space Marine fanboy. Not gonna. I'm not. I can't. I can't. But deny Space it. Marines um, are just so cool. Like they're, they, they look I mean, so cool. I I can see. As, as a Space Marine um, player, I collect more than anything these days, but I can see why a lot of people don't like them, though. You know, because the, we are we are saturated with, let's face it, Primaris Lieutenants, for example. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we, we got Primaris, um, the big Primaris drop straight after Cadia falling, and it's like, you know, here's your consolation prize, have... Primaris Marines. Damn. Um, and then and then and then obviously everything starts happening with the Necrons and we get more Primaris. So it's like, here, Necrons, you have this big buff and new models and stuff. I it's get the, it. They yeah. sorely needed, but here you go, Space Marine players, have your second constellation prize and have more Space Marines. I'm a Space Marine player, but I so want to see like Orcs and Necrons and Chaos Eldar Marines and Eldar Dark. I want to see all the other factions yeah. get 
and you know what? People hate me for saying this. I really don't care. I want to see all these other factions getting like OP units that like just stomp on Primaris for fun. Because if you re we read the law and the Imperium is losing, we're not winning. We're losing. So can we please see that? Can can we make it a challenge? You know. Yeah, <laughs> they're like they're the dominating let's, force let's for sure. But like. You know, there, there are things to really that anything can happen. You know what I mean? Like, because if it was yeah. if it was lore friendly, Space Marines would be would be able to challenge almost anything in the game. But, you know, I uh, think I think why humanity is losing is just there's just not enough Space Marines. Let's keep it real. Not enough. There's not enough Space Marines in lore. There's never and, gonna be enough. And in real life, like there's the oh my god, like we just need to send our boys over there to forty first millennium and they'll overcrowd everyone. Um, but I agree. Like I, I can see people kind of being turned off to space rings just because they're everywhere. And yeah, they're everywhere. And if you're and if you're a Xeno player and you're just seeing Space Rings get all the, the attention, like either you're gonna have a bit of resentment and you're not gonna wanna play Space Rings, or you're you're just you just realize that there's just so much that you can start whenever. There's just so much. It's it's never. I don't think it's ever going to change. Don't get me wrong, but as long as I can remember, it's always been like this. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've introduced friends to the, friends of the hobby, and they're like, "Who are these big blue dudes?" I went, "Oh right, this. Right, okay, these are space marines. These are specifically ultramarines, and there is an absolute ton of different kinds. Oh, is there just these guys? No, no, no. There are other armies as well, and they've maybe played for." collected for six months yeah. and then realized there's orcs I <laughs> chaos space marines oh my god or necrons and they've gone uh. okay here, here, here you go i don't i don't want these these pretty blue boys anymore like give me give me give me the spiky marines give me the give me the orcs in space or give me the undead in space oh give my god metal pony boys you know something i think i i oh. one of the hardest things for a hobbyist to do one of the top three hardest things for anyone who loves Warhammer or in the hobby is simplifying um, what Warhammer 40k is. When someone says, what is that? What does that mean? Explaining it in a simplified uh, manner is one of the hardest things you could do. It's not easy. It's that not so easy. I was at a, I was working, so I was sitting there, I was, I was chatting with the, the, the waitresses, and she asked me about my shirt, and I'm like, okay, so, so this is an orc shirt. Um, orcs are okay, and I look over at, at one of the other waiters, and I'm like, "Hey, bro, I'm about to get super nerdy up in here. I'm so sorry." And he's all like, "Uh, oh, please don't." And I go, "All right, so here's what it is," and I just immediately start explaining it, you know. And and it's and his stuff is like, "These are orcs. They're kind of made of fungus, but they're also animals. They love to fight. It's what they do. They're pretty much everywhere. They dominate everything, and that's pretty much it. And I love them, and they're green. Like it's the best way I can explain them, but." It doesn't really bring home the coolness factor of why I love orcs so much. But with Space Marines, I think it's a bit easier. Like, bam, the genetically augmented badass super soldiers. Bam, yeah. done. I mean, I think initially that is probably the big, like, that's the big draw to them is, is they are, they're augmented super soldiers. And yeah. when you first start in the hobby, especially when I, when I first started, they're very much, they are portrayed as the heroes. You know, these are the good guys. Yeah. Let's face it, it's okay. It's varying shades of grey. And then no such thing as you grow the rest of the way up and realize what they are. 
<laughs> yeah. I'll say this. It's so <laughs> much easier. Some of the novels. Yeah. Like, wow, these guys are a-holes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. But, no, it's, it's true. Yeah, you're like, okay, they, these are not nice guys. You know, they, they, they're not built to do pretty things. I only, I could only think of the Blood Angels, the Salamanders, and the Ultramarines even coming close. To being salamanders, c- salamanders are very salamanders have definitely got a humanitarian vibe. They are very human. Yeah. And uh, I think ultramarines used to be. They're not so much anymore. But they're, they definitely used to be. They're a little uh, more open-minded though, thanks to Rabute. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd say so. I mean, I, I, my, my knowledge on yes. uh, the ultramarine lore in particular is not too brilliant. What's um, you know? What's so funny? I just thought of this. Space Marines are like always on the fence on working with Xenos. You know, it's heretical, but the Inquisition does it all the fucking time. They do it all the time. They they hire orcs. They try and re-manipulate Eldar or use them. Like they work with Dark Elves. Yeah, they hire crew. The Inquisition does it all the time. Like, just a random thought I had to get out there. No, no, you're not wrong though. I mean, like, I've I've heard, I've I remember like reading a couple of stories many years ago where it's like, oh, this Inquisition has like hired a crew or Eldar Ranger or something, and you're thinking like, hang on a minute, these are the first people that would be screaming exterminatus. I know, you know? what happened? Oh my days! But you're doing it like hypocrisy. Um, Ugh. There's there's a couple of other like marine chapters out there that they definitely show their humanity or the humanitarian side of them. I guess like they're they're all for like the people um, of the Imperium. Most oh, space wolves definitely go in, smash it up, pack up and leave. Um, there but there are a good handful of chapters out there that are very much they go in. They they deal with the incident or they, they they deal with the problem and then they stay behind and they help the people rebuild and then they disappear. Space wolves, um, baby. Yeah, I can see yeah, that. Yeah, space space wolves. I mean, space wolves do and don't. So they do in in some context. So that uh, I, I I think it's very situational with them. Yeah. Uh, if it's people of their own planet, then not so much. If it's people of the of other worlds, then it, it is obviously we've got uh, Armageddon is a good example. Um, Salamanders, though, on the other hand, like they integrate with their the, the populace of the planet when they're not off yeah. burning someone. What I, what I like about the Salamanders is that they allow you to keep in contact with your immediate family because one, you're going to be going through the indoctrination throughout your entire life. Throughout their entire lives. And once they're space marines, they're either going to get dead or they're going to outlive their immediate family. So I think mm. having them keep in contact with their families um, really helps them stay grounded and, and acknowledge the humanity in people. Yeah. You know? I, th- I think in the, the newer codex, I think there is mention of that with another chapter. But off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you, unfortunately. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the things... Because I, I, I have had a Space Marine army in the past, uh, sorry, a Salamander's army in the past, and that's, that is a driving point, really, for Salamanders, is in, especially with the lore, it's like, they're very much, they're close with, not just humanity as a whole, but with the people of their planet, so. Nocturne, yeah. baby. Mm, oh, yeah. 
Hmm. It's warm, and I hate heat, but still, I'm just kind of thinking about it, and you're like, yeah. You don't want to go there as a on a holiday, do you? Really? <laughs> not really, it's no. Not, You'll get a sunburn. on your list. You'll a get a sunburn. Nasty. Sunburn? Yeah, alright, and some. It's like, you know, Fenris is the same. Not somewhere I would want to go um, on holiday. Valhalla, Katachang. I'd probably go to Fenris just to party and get away from it all and 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 enjoy my quarters with the fire going and looking out and seeing the cold of Fenris and then partying with the Space Wolves. A weekend away, wake up on the Monday on a transport vessel. You get everything ready. You get you call you call your guy who's ready to resuscitate you if you end up like over drinking. You just know that no matter what, you prep for the for the worst hangover of your life. Whenever you go party with the space wolves, there's uh, there's there's one of the uh, one of the later horror heresy novels where I think it's Gavriel Loken uh, goes on to Russ's flagship and has some he's offered some mead to basically his 40k version of mead um and he, he struggles to drink it like this stuff is so damn strong <laughs> to drink it like really really has to like force himself to swallow this mead and it's like oh that's that's that oh my god like some of them i have the texture of soup oh my god I actually heard that some of them would just get completely shit-faced before going into battle. They would just have that that mead because if mead is anything like it was back with like old Norse and all that. So like the deal with mead was that not only would you get drunk off of it, you'd go into like a rage or something. Like I know berserkers uh, would take it. Oh, um, different meads have obviously where they were made with different uh, recipes and stuff. Gotcha. There is some archaeological evidence. Well, it's, it's more historical. Evidence yeah, because what I said it's kindergarten version of that little tale. Yeah, there's, there's some evidence to suggest that they used to put specific um, herbs, with more local herbs as opposed to like foreign herbs. Um, I mean, you drink well, alcohol, you get, you go into a rage at some party, yeah, you know. <laughs> they, they, they kind of up the potency by adding a couple of extra extra herbs um, into the pot, and yeah, it, it kind of had this this. Um, it had it, 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 yeah, like you said, it kind of made him go into a bit of a rage, to be honest. Um, but oh, I mean, God. how true that is, we, we you know historians don't truly know. Um, because yeah, little to no evidence. For well, it. you know that's the tale, so that's that's mm. why it got translated into into Warhammer with the Space Wolves. Mm, possibly, yeah, possibly. Speaking of rage, though, Ooh. I think I have prattled on. If you leave me, if you leave me to it, I will literally go on go. and on and on and on and on about why I like Space Marines. Um, but in, in short, Space Marines are cool. I like Space Marines. All flavors of space marines. Give me more space marines. Uh, <laughs> however, I want to I hear about Sean. I want to hear about Sean and his love for the green. Oh, uh, shit, bitch. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> uh, I paint myself red. Now I super fast. <laughs> Everyone tells me whenever I talk and muck about like this with me, Gobba, they says, now you sound orky. It's that green button finger. Everyone's like, 
Oi, you should just muck about with that camera thingy that them Mickey boys gave you and just gob about while playing something and while talking like a look. And I was... Ladies and gentlemen, he's he's not well. Right. And I was, and I was think, thinking, I'm thinking to myself, to myself. Right. Zog, that's a zogging good idea. Let's get crumping. All right. Orcs. I didn't... I, I went to say, I didn't think orcs, you know, could think. And I ended up saying, I didn't think orcs thunk. So you've got me doing it now. Alright, well, here's the thing. Orcs don't think. They think. Oh, he's thinking. It's like thinking with their extra F. It's like a fuck you to thinking. <laughs> it's thinking. Thinking about shutting your gob. Okay, so. Um, green button deactivate, but I. <laughs> <laughs> someone, someone, uh, I think everyone knows that I was waiting to, to unleash that. Um, yeah, dude, with orcs, let me, let me recatch my train of thought. It's like I dumped everything into that one bit. Ah, here we go. All right, I know. Oh, back on track. Um, you can explain Space Marines saying they're genetically enhanced badass super soldiers with the second, with the second heart and a third lung and a second rib cage and, and this and that. But when mm. you describe orcs, it's like they're green, they're big, they love to fight, they're like spread out across everywhere. And it's like, okay, but that's how they are in literally every other setting, right? It's harder to explain 40k orcs. Because it's like they're big, they're green, they love to fight, right? They're the bad guys, right? That's yeah. isn't that how it works in Tolkien? Isn't that how it works in in Warcraft? Isn't that how it works in the Warhammer Fantasy? Isn't that how it works in D and D? I don't know. Like that's literally like same copy paste. So it's harder <laughs> to describe someone forty k orcs because it's very similar in a way. There's similarities. So you have to start yeah, off with yeah. their fungus, and that just completely throws them off. Their yeah. fungus. Um, they were created to fight Necrons, who are beings who were so strong that they were able to enslave their own gods. Okay. Oh, the old ones. Oh, yeah. yeah, the old ones created the orcs. They created the orcs to be the perfect machine for war. Because they created the elves, the, the Eldar, and they're like, okay, they're a bit too pretentious, and they talk too much. <laughs> let's, let's get something that'll well, get they, right they, down they, to the point. Didn't they like? Um, they created each one to to serve a, p a particular purpose when it came to fighting the Necron uh, Necron tier. Hmm. I guess so. So one of the things I love about the orcs is that they were like the perfect machine for warfare. You know what I mean? Mm. Like they you if you kill them, they release spores and more come up. All right, and they fight and fight and fight, and that's all they want to do. It's what they love doing. If you keep an orc from fighting, they'll die. Even if you feed them, even if you give them all the nutrients or whatever they need, fighting is their nutrients. That's how they survive. That's how they get bigger. You know, they love they to fight. Yeah, they'll they'll even fight themselves. I think it's like the perfect machine. Think about it. Okay, so if an orc, the orcs ended up devolving from corks because of uh, yeah. Yeah, because one was infighting, and one was also this other Xeno race that I forget, the Enslavers or something like that. 
Um, yeah. And they ended up causing a bad disease with the orcs or something, and the Eldar kind of cut them off with that, with the Quark. And that and the infighting, and they devolved into orcs. So here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, like, the, the old ones had an idea where if they destroy everything, and they, they defeat the Eldar, uh, not the Eldar, they defeat the Necrons, and they defeat mm. the Catan, then all that's left is them, and they can just infight until they devolve into, like, nothingness. And then that's how, that's how it like happens. There's, like, a theory, or there used to be a theory that Grotz used to be in charge. Like, it used to be the other way around. Like, Grotz were the ones in charge, and a lot of everything was a lot more intelligent. I heard about they that. Always, they weren't always so stupid. I feel <laughs> like when there were, I feel like when there were Crocs, Grots were as big as orcs, and they were highly intelligent, mm. even more intelligent than orcs, maybe. That's than than the Crocs, maybe. But that's just more theory running. So back on mm. back onto what I love about orcs is they're like the perfect thing. They're like the perfect war machine. Like they love to fight. They're not afraid to fight anyone, man. They will not back down. You know, even if they run away in fear, they jump into the fight first and foremost, man. They go looking for a fight. They're not scared of the Geller Fields. They're not scared of the Warp. They're not scared of nothing. Nothing, man. Nothing gets to them. And everyone, everyone has... The Orcs have worked with more races than the Imperium has. The only race that Orcs haven't worked for or with is the Tyranids. Orcs have been used. Orcs have been, yeah. Orcs have been used by the Eldar. They've been. They've probably been used by the Dark Eldar. No doubt, they have some dealings. Um, definitely uh, humanity. Other orcs. Um, they've worked with chaos before. Like they, they haven't worked for. Like they've been manipulated by them, but they have had dealings before. Orcs have worked with everyone. Orcs don't yeah, give a in shit. The, in the older law, there used to be a, a an orc clan. Uh, dedicated to corn. Yeah, there, there was. I know there was. There's a small many, many group of orcs been. that kind of are, but you know, there's the thing is, there's nothing corn can give them that gork and mork can't. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry, but in in uh in in the book, what's it called? God, I can't believe I don't remember. Brutal cunning. This oh, demon, yeah. this this demon engine calls orcs, um, the abhorrence, because. There's nothing that Chaos has that orcs want. Chaos is so powerful to mankind because of the grip it has over all of them. Um, they can't be tempted by Slanish because all they do is love to fight. They can't be tempted by Corn because there's nothing Corn can give them that orcs already don't have from two other war gods. Um, yeah. Nurgle has no sway over them because they don't rot away. They actually just release spores and create more spores. So they they don't do that. There's no end to them. Yeah, but I mean, there was there was a there was an incident where orcs were, um, I don't know whether it would count because they were they were tainted by Nurgle's uh, Nurgle's rot. Uh, -huh. like I know orcs can be tainted by by Nurgle and things and that, and I feel like orcs. But I don't think they can be turned by them, like. That, like to serve Nurgle, that just doesn't seem right. It doesn't really fit, but sometimes it's happened due to mistaken identity. Orcs see this big old green thing, which Nurgle is, <laughs> and they think it's an orc. Like sometimes it just happens by accident, but there's nothing Urgle, Nurgle can give them that orcs want. 
there's nothing mm. they don't really rot away they can they can get sick and, and fight them and everything but there no one is turning to nurgle no one there's really no or other than a freaking than a mistaken identity like orcs don't give a shit and then who else zinch zinch doesn't even want to work with orcs orcs are just so straightforward zinch can't do shit and the thing is is that yeah, orcs go yeah, against zinch. logic so zinch is ripping um his godly hair his her godly hair out because Zinch can't do anything with orcs because orcs are so unpredictable. There's nothing, yeah. there's like, nothing chaos can give orcs. The only thing chaos is good for for orcs is just to whoop their ass. That's all <laughs> they want them for. That's all any race is. Like anyone, I remember I was talking with this dude. He goes, oh, filthy. he was a chaos player. And he plays corn. And he goes, filthy yeah. green skin. You're just an orc, this and that. And I'm like, boy. You think that <laughs> you dissing me because I'm orcs, boy? There's nothing that you have. There's you have no use to me other than to just come at me and get your ass whooped. That's it. That's all you're good for, bro. That's all any other races go for. That's all the orcs want. They just want to fight. They just want to whoop some ass. Like you sitting there and you're preaching that I'm big and bad and I have the best Imperium and I have all these armies and this and that and chaos gods, and orcs are like, we don't give a shit. We're going to stomp your ass into the ground just like everyone else. We're not biased. That's like just so badass. Like, yeah, okay. You're, you're big and you, you you can sit behind your walls. We're going to come take you, you know, a city off you. Like, we just... Up. They don't manage it. Like, they, <laughs> they get defeated. And, like, only a couple of days later, they come back with, like, double the numbers. It's like, we're going to do it again. Just here's something. And here's something that gets him every time. And I got this from Voldemort. God bless him. Uh, and it's like, here's something that orcs can do that your race can't do. If every orc died, dropped dead, down to the last, they would still come back. Because the yeah. spores would be released, and they come back even more, and even more greater numbers. If every orc dropped dead, they would still plague everyone. You can't get rid of them. The only thing that can fight off the Tyranids are orcs, man. Oh, the, the whole Octavius thing. like. Oh, man, that's you know, so bad. That's so bad. Orcs. Oh, my God. They need a... Okay, the only chance they have is to kind of work with orcs, but they got to manipulate them. They need to, like, take out... They need to they need to single out all the bosses at the get-go, take them out, dismantle the orcs after they beat back the Tyranids. Like, that's the only way I see that working out. Because you can reason with an orc and be like, oh, we'll fight you in this area. And be like, yeah, let's do it. And then exterminate us. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can you can play an orc. Evacuate the Octarus, the Octavius system. Octarus? Octarus system. Just, just Octarus, evacuate yeah. it. And then immediately... Exterminate us. That's it. There's, there's, there's just nothing. Like, you've got orcs on one side, you've got Tyranids on the other, and, like, every other faction is, like, stuck somewhere in between. Yeah. Just evacuate what's in the system and just glass the planets. Just napalm everything. Yeah, but the thing is, is you're not exactly going to get through with your Imperial fleet and, and tell the Tyranid High fleet and the Orc fleet to be like, excuse me, pardon me, just coming through to gas the planet. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Gasgul Gasgul rocked up on one of the planets at one point, didn't they? Like when the orcs yes. started to lose. Like, oh Gasgul my god! Up on a rock. That's how Gasgul shows up everywhere. He doesn't just show up; he rocks up. 
Free rock so literally rock R O K rock and roll not to be confused with R O C K. He literally rocks up. He does both though. He'll probably have oh, yeah, people yeah. jamming death metal there with him. <laughs> he does both. Orcs do rock, rock man. Orcs literally have music playing like drums and and rock going on. Like come on, like come on. They have their banners blasting rock music to amp them up. Like. I haven't even gone on to my other points on why I like orcs. So so here's so here's the thing. Orcs are just having fun the entire time. Imagine living a life where you get everything you want every day for the rest of your life. Again, got that from Baldy, Uncle Baldy. Mm. And it's just so perfectly summarizes that. Orcs are just happy. They're having fun. Like, it's the grim darkness. And for orcs, it's like... You know, it's a, it's, it's like that song. It's a perfect day. Nothing standing in my way. You know, just let that play. That's what's going on in an orc's head. And here's the yeah. quote that I think perfectly sums up the thing about orcs. The orcs are the pinnacle of creation. For them, the great struggle is won. They have evolved a society which knows no stress or angst. Who are we to judge them? We Eldar who have failed. Or the humans on the road to ruin in their turn. And why? Because we sought answers to a questions that an orc wouldn't even bother to ask. We see a culture that is strong and despise it as crude. So, in other words, you's just angry because you's getting crumped. <laughs> like, so, in other words, you're just <laughs> mad. <laughs> you're just mad. Yeah, you're just mad. You would just like it is that way. You know, orcs don't care. To be fair, I, I will. I have to agree with you. If I if I didn't play Space Marines, I would probably pit play orcs. Yeah, because yeah, they are they are happy chappies. Let's face it. They I, just I, I have to agree. They are very happy chappies, and it's for me. It's the the it's the whole belief thing. Like if they believe it works. It works. Yeah, that's another point I was about to get to. It's like they manifest what they believe in. And that's something mm. I believe. I believe I can manifest my destiny. I can manifest where I go with my life, how much success I have, how much abundance I have. I believe that I can do that. If I can think it, I can put it in front of my face. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do believe that. And orcs have that power in in the lore. And I'm like, okay, that draws me to them, number two. If enough of them really believe in something, they can subtly um, manipulate the world around them. You know, like that wah energy is crazy. And mm. and the and another thing I really love about orcs um, is their love to fight. I, I love combat. I love martial arts. I love to fight. I love fighting. Orcs love to fight. Um, if enough orcs believe in something, it'll happen. I believe in the same thing. Like if I if I, you know, if I truly trust myself and believe that I can manifest the world around me, then, you know, and my favorite color is green. My favorite color is green. <laughs> I love to fight. And I believe that I can manifest, you know, my life. And mm. orcs are the same way. It's like a kindred spirit. Is that how it's pronounced that way? Kindred spirit. Kindred yeah. spirit, you know? Like, there's so yeah. much like me. And that's one of the reasons why I fell in love with orcs. And the thing about orcs that I really love, when they fail, it doesn't do anything for them, like, personally. When they have their no. low points. Like, the, only, the worst thing that can happen to an orc is die. But the thing is, right. is that if they lose a battle... They're like, oh my god, that was so fun. Like, I can't wait till we go back and we do it again. Yeah, like, let's go do like, it again. They don't reflect on their failures in a, in a way that distracts them. Like, they learn and they adjust, but 
They never let it get to them. They never let a yeah. bad day get to them. They never get stressed out. They don't have stress. They don't have anxiety. They don't have doubts, you know, and 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 until they see what's in front of them, they don't have fears either. The freaking chaos spawn comes up and, and when they're traveling through the warp and they spit on the ground and they go, all right, fuck you, rock up. Let's run it. Mm. You know, like it's just so much that I love and respect about orcs. And and when I'm feeling like lacking confidence in myself, I would just watch an orc video or I'll watch orcs do stuff or I would paint orcs, you know, listen to like orc style music and just laugh at orc shit, you know, look at orc memes and it, and it makes me feel better. It's like orcs don't give a fuck, dude. If they say that we're going to take that planet and we're going to whoop your ass, that's exactly what they're going to do. And they keep to it until you stop, you right? But they do eventually. But do they it. don't care. They'll keep going back every single time. It doesn't matter how you beat them. It doesn't matter if you humiliated them. They're like, "Fuck you! We're gonna get you back." And like, they oh, don't give head. up. They don't let anything get to them. It never gets into their head. Unless it's Armageddon, yeah. Unless it's Armageddon, but they took Armageddon, didn't they? Have the orcs taken no. Armageddon yet? They haven't. No. God, that's crazy. But yeah, it's Armageddon, but they keep coming back. They keep coming back to Armageddon. That's because Armageddon is... The place you know to Armageddon be if you want to fight. Armageddon is the Orcs... I think you could classify it as the former homeworld. The only homeworld. Like, I I'm, I'm swear I read somewhere that, that uh, Armageddon is actually uh, Ulanor. Doesn't it used to be called Ulanor. So it's, it's oh where, yeah, where, it's where Horus was named Warmaster. Oh yeah, Ulanor. It was like final victory against the Orcs. Mm -hmm. Here's um, the thing. Here's the thing. The Emperor of Mankind, with all of his Primarchs, could not put down the Orc empires. Oh, they did. No, well, not all of them. They, they put it on the run. They put it on the run. They never it took was, it down. There was, a while, there was a while between, like, the orcs being a problem. The orcs weren't a problem no more. And then the orcs were a problem once again. Because then you, you move on to things like... I think it's um, because the Great Crusade was more focused on finding the human colonies rather than just singling out and taking out orcs. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but... Maybe. Mm, I don't know. But could they, I though? They're a problem. You know, and and another thing that I really love about Oryx is what you do in real life with them would wouldn't be all that different than what they do in lore. And and I'm talking about kit bashing. Oh goodness. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oryx, yeah. you can put together anything from any other race and it would make sense even in lore. Yep. It would make sense even in lore. Because they, they're looters. They loot the battlefield. They take everything that's happened. They put it together. You know what I mean? I love, I love like the, the, you find bits bashing and, and conversions and stuff all over the place that people have done. And some of the stuff, it's just so out there. But It's, it's so, so crazy, brilliant. dude. My, so favorite, well my favorites are the Gorgonites. Easily. You take like a yeah, knight, it's... an Imperial knight or a Chaos knight, and you take a Gorgonite. And you just yeah. kit bash that bad boy together. Holy shit. Man. Like, I just love the stuff people would do with orcs, man. You can do so much with it. Like, the, the orcs have the most versatility with putting their stuff together. 
I can't think of another race that has more. I think they're in the US. Um, and they put together goodness knows how many kits um, to recreate, I think it was like a, a massive orc bomber from one of the old comics. Oh my god. Um, from years ago now. And this thing wasn't like, it wasn't like what we know now was like an orc bomber or not, you know, one of the orc flying models. Yeah. It was like the size of a Tau Manta or something stupid. It was absolutely ginormous. And it was just brimming with all manner of details, guns. There was like the underneath of it when they put it on a table, it had like 20 or something wheels all together just to keep it like to show it rolling around and bombay doors opened and it was just panel upon panel upon panel yeah goodness knows how many kits they used to make it but it was absolutely fantastic oh my god if you could put like a ballpark price tag on that what would you what would you say oh Oh my god many many lots wow um i don't know a couple thousand maybe i don't know how much i'd put on something that size that's it was stupidly big um it was chonky. It, it was, was a chonky, chonky boy. It, it, well, yeah, it weren't just like, oh, this is just, it's like, oh, here's a manta. You know, it's big. And it's like, no, 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 this thing's big uh, and chonky. I'll tell you what. Um, yeah. Um, Like, with, with, for me, I want, and the thing is, is I'm like such a minimalist with a lot of things. You know, like for me, yeah. I, I feel like I never need more than a thousand orcs just so I can have like, just, just the idea. Like, I want, the variety of orcs and, and how they come in. But I feel like it, for me, as far as like playing and tabletop and all that, I know I'm going to end up buying more than just a thousand you're points gonna worth of no one, I'm going to no end up just has a like, thousand <laughs> no one just has just a thousand points of orcs. Like they're orcs. There's no way that's going to be a thing. And I, and I get that, you know, but, but like one of the last, one of the last apocalypse games I played, uh, during seventh edition. Uh, what was that before... like? Holy cow. Apocalypse. Oh, Apocalypse Games, my jam. I love Apocalypse Games. I love old Apocalypse, like 7th edition, not the new stuff. It's weird. Um, (laughs) One of the last Apocalypse Games I played was against three Orc players, and they each brought anywhere between one to three. One of them had, I I think there was a total of like five Stompers on the table, and like six Green Tides or something. So that's 600 Orcs. Just in green tides alone, so oh, 100 shit. orcs plus a war boss. That was the green tide. Something, and there was six of them on the table. Something that um, I've never really liked the look of the stompers. They just look fat. Are awesome. I just, I just don't think they look as cool as like a gorkonaut. You know, because I do feel there's just so many squares everywhere. You know, it looks yeah. like just. It's like big and kind of it's kind of chunky. It has a basic shape to it, and everything around it is nothing specific. Just a bunch of squares, like it was drilled in. And I get that. That's how it looks. I like the top part, but even the arms look a little scrawny in comparison. Where the Gorkonaut kind of had like thick, meaty claws. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know. So I I've never really I've never really been down with the Stompas. I just feel like it uh, like. When I hold it, it'll fall apart in my hand for whatever reason. Back in the day, before Stompers became a plastic kit, I knew two brothers who <laughs> converted um, 
stompers using turn upturned plant pots. Oh my god. I'm going to let that sink in a minute. Oh my god. Literally. Two upturned You plant see pots. what I'm saying, though? Yeah. The and fact... Then just slapped all manner of gubbins and spare bits from rhinos, trucks... Because of wagon. the way it's designed, you can literally make it out of trash. Which, lore-wise, yeah. is, is fair. But, yeah, yeah. like... It's fair game. But you can't do that with a Gorgonaut. It looked like a stomper. It looked like one of the old Forge World stompers as well. Yeah, for real. Like, you might as well just buy all the cheap stuff that comes in one of those how-to videos and make your own stomper. Like, yeah. you can't do that with a Gorgonaut. You can't do it with like a looted tank, or or you definitely can't do it with a with a with a killer can or or a death dread. But with the stompa, yeah, you can with the, loot, with the looted stuff. With the, the looted maybe maybe a killer can, you can get like a coke can and, and spray it down and do something with that. But <laughs> otherwise, I don't <laughs> know. The old the old the old coke can killer cans. Coke can killer cans. Oh can. god, I gotta coke do that can. at least once. Yeah, you you've probably seen it. They're brilliant. Oh, I gotta do that. I I've seen some recently, and they've used like the Gene Stealer, uh, the trucks for the Gene Stealer cult, um, and they've they've really like orchified them, and they look amazing. They're like, yep, yeah, that is that is very well much. Yeah, like, words. That's very good <laughs> use of a miniature. Um, for real, I do know English, honest. Yeah, like I think the orc boxes have the least amount of leftover sprues in them. With how much you can do with them, you know, mm. and I think orcs, you can really get the most out of, out of that. I somehow managed to create that Kratos-looking orc because I was able to get the chains, um, from orcs and just put them around, put them around the 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 orcs' axes. Gave him two axes, um, put chains to connect to his wrists, and I gave him two hands that had wrist wraps. So it looked so I was just painting them in to look like chains. So I was able yeah. to create literally like a Kratos looking orc. I got a squig and I put it on his hip and I'm like, that's Mimir. That's Orc Mimir. You know? <laughs> that's what I love about it. Like there's very there's a lot you can do. Have you uh have you got Gasgol then? I do have Gasgol. I haven't See, started out painting them. Out of all the newer orc models. Him and the white, the, the great white squig have to be my two favorite. I know, models. dude, that looks so good. I'm so tempted to get the beast snagger box. I know there's a there's a hobby shop dude, I can go man. and I can get it. You know, I do like, uh, you know, and um, what is it? The God, what's it called? Um, it's like it's like the starter box, but it's they go by a new name now. I keep forgetting oh, it. The combat combat patrol. Combat patrol. The new orc combat patrol. I'm definitely gonna get that. Without a doubt, yeah. I'm gonna get that. Um. Yeah. With with that, those are definitely the next orc things I have in mind for sure. Mm. And and man, I'm so on the fence with the beast snagger box. Like, ugh. Like I hate FOMO, and I don't. I personally think that this won't be the last of them, but. Still, though, if there's a box there ready to go, maybe I should just snag that. Um, do it. Do it. <laughs> do it. No. Do it. Do it. God, what a meme. What a meme. But, yeah, like, orcs, man, just they keep it simple. My favorite weapon is an axe. I love using axes. 
I'm an axe guy. Yeah. I'm not a I'm not a sword guy. I'm an axe guy. You know? So like I'm I'm just well, that's one of the reasons why I love orcs so much. They remind me they're so much like myself. And they yeah. really help me get through some tough times cuz not only they can be badass, but they can also be ferocious and they can also be funny. They can be whatever you want them to be. You want your orcs to be funny? They can be funny. You want your orcs to be ferocious and, and scary? They can be ferocious and scary. Like, you can have your cake and eat it too with orcs. Yeah. And I just enjoy painting the heck out of them, dude. So, yeah, that's that's, good. that's why that's why I like orcs. What's your... Now, now that I've covered why I like orcs, and you've covered why we've covered our favorites, mm. now I want to hear your second favorite, because everyone has the runner-up. Oh yeah, runner up. Give us a quick idea as to why. I don't know. I, I think my run, if my runner up, to be honest, is a mix. It would either be guard or ox. To be perfectly honest, I mean, I've I've been tempted by ox on a number of occasions, especially recently with the new beast stagger. <laughs> um, they look amazing. Uh, I technically have a guard army because I've I've got a long running Tanith first and only army on the Halby table, and it's been there for years now. Yeah. Um, but I've not like fully committed to that. So yeah, runner up for me would either be orcs or guard, just because I I feel a connection to either one of them. Yeah. Um, guard obviously has that more human feel to them. Orcs is very much down to creativity and they're fun you know they 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 are a, they're a fun army um, i just don't think i'll oldest... ever run into a salty orc player no no same never here. like i've i think some of my best games i've ever played against have been against orcs um back during 6th edition 7th edition uh, they had a rule to do with their wagons. Like, if the wagon took a glancing hit, they had to roll on a table to see whether it careered off somewhere and exploded. Oh my god! And even <laughs> things like that, like these little comical bits that you throw that they've thrown in the codexes over the years, have just been so enjoyable. Not just for like the people who have played against the orcs, but against uh, uh, you know for the orc players themselves. Like the guy I used to play on a regular basis, he'd roll that that result. And he'd laugh. Like, every time he'd laugh, he'd never got salty about it. He was never upset about the, the outcome. Um, you know, he, he was always... He always found it funny. Because it's just so... like the orcs, man. They're just having hmm. fun. I bet you, yeah. even in lore, the orcs laugh at each other. Like, whenever, like, that Zogan get... His truck blew up on him. Yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, I, it's, it's definitely something. Yeah. 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 Well, for me, my runner-up would have to be Space Marines as my favorite race. I mean, like, it was the we're race just, I... We're just complete opposites, aren't we? We're my opposites. Your runner-up is, is, yeah. Oh, my God. I knew that was on the back of my head. Like, when you said, like, orcs are kind of secondary, I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Yep. <laughs> we're, we're opposites with that. And, and here's the thing. Uh, for a while, though, for a while, though, Orcs were second, and mm. Space Marines were my go-to. They were my favorite, hands down. And 
and there's a point and and actually there i definitely got to talk about why at what point that orcs really became my favorite um from from then on but for yeah for for a time i was playing dawn of war okay mm. and I was having fun with the space marines. You know, they were the focus of the game, but I love the idea of these badass genetically enhanced superhuman soldiers. I love the way the bolter looked. I love the way that it was shooting. I love the yeah, armor. Awesome. Yeah, I love the chainsword. I love all the badass stuff. I love what the space marines would say, dude. Like they're just it's everything about them is just so badass. I love the way the armor looks. I love what they do. I love what their bullets can do. Like I love how badass and OP they are. So I fell in love with Space Marines. And I'm like, okay, Space Marines. Every time I play Dawn of War, Space Marines, Space Marines, Space Marines, Space Marines. All the lore, Space Marines, Space Marines, Space Marines. Space Marines are my favorite. I think everyone yeah. kind of goes through a Space Marine phase at some point. Um, but for me, yeah, for me, <laughs> right. And then we grow up. But for me, I was really into Space Marines. Like, they were it. They were going to be the first models I bought were Space Marine models, not Orc models. The first race I ever played of Warhammer 40k was through Dawn of War, and that was Orcs. But the first models I bought were Space Marines. And it was going to be a homebrew style. I painted them green, yellow trim, blue blue shoulders. And yeah. and I think I talked about that in the last one. But So I was Space Marine for the longest time. Now, my favorite chapter, Blood Angels. Easily. Yes. Would you, uh, Blood uh, Angels. Did. Yeah. And here's why. Uh, um blood angels are my favorite because of the black rage because one it's it's truly a heck of a redemption story for the blood angels they were just a bunch of punks they were a bunch of of criminals and, and low lives and these people and and through their duty as space marines and through sanguinius they turned them into upstanding people it was the ultimate redemption you know they can take the lowest person and turn them into a hero turn them into someone you know like dante's story dante the chapter master he was the weakest and he he was such a fragile little kid and then he barely even makes it through the trials and he absolutely um he, he says no i'm not gonna kill this other person whenever they were fighting he's like i'm not doing that and also when he gets put into the to the tomb to begin his transformation he goes through hell. Like, every other space marine, they kind of go through it after the augmentations. And, like, that's it. Okay. You know, they go through it and it's as painful as it is. But Dante, he struggled the entire way. He died a couple of times, man. He would just lost consciousness, came back, just screaming, wailing the entire time. And he came out of it as Dante. And he lived as long as he had, you know. And even with Sanguinius. Sanguinius is all like... I can change my fate, but I accept it. That's the mm. thing. Sanguinius believed, even when he was talking with with um uh with Conrad Kurz, he's like, "You can choose your fate. You don't have to be a slave to this." And Sanguinius knew what he had to do, and he knew he could could have done something different, but he knew what would happen if he if he went on this path. He chose. He could have waited, dude. He could have waited for everyone else to get there. But he chose to do that. He knew that if the Emperor, my father, is going to defeat Horus, I got to make that crack. I got to put that dent in the armor. Yeah. Yeah. And not to mention, Sanguinius is fighting. And here's the thing. If Sanguinius was at full throttle and not going through the entire heresy fight 
and and already being worn out and having his own injuries to start with, I feel like he would have done a lot more damage to Horus. Like Horus wouldn't have even if Horus would have still killed him, he would not have been in a position to be confident about fighting the Emperor of Mankind. Like, come on. Yeah, I think yeah. Sanguinius I mean, told his brother have that option though, did they? Like, yeah. When it came to the Siege of Terror, the Primarchs, the Loyalist Primarchs didn't really have that um they didn't really have that option to sit back you know it was it was all or nothing at that point so yeah. i mean yeah, sanguinius saw his fate stare him in the face and he's like fuck mm -hmm. you no we're i don't care i don't care um i've made every decision and this is mine i was free to the end i know that like what difference would it have made man what difference would it have made if someone is ready to die here and now it doesn't matter whether they can change their fate. They know they can change their fate. They chose to die here and now for what they believed in everything. Sanguinius did that. And he's like, and he's telling and believes it. Everyone, you don't have to be a slave to your fate. You can choose your fate. He made that choice. And, and, um, with the blood angels and after he died, the black rage happened and the blood angels now were struggling. And they had this black rage and this anger that they were keeping at bay. And as someone, and I think this is the biggest reason why I'm so personally attached to the Blood Angels, is growing up, um, you know, I've really struggled with my emotions. I've really struggled with my aggro and my anger and things like that. So when I see Space Marine Chapter with the same issues, like they, a lot of them are artists, they're poets, they draw, they illustrate. You know, they do all these things to keep themselves occupied to, to deal with that. And I do the same thing. I love to draw. I love art. I love doing all that. You know, it's a good distraction. It's like why we enjoy the hobby. You know, they have hobbies. And, and, and with that, I'm like, these guys are like me. You know, they have anger issues. They have, they have issues they're trying to deal with that they have to fight every day, you know, to keep who they are. And that's something that I really loved about him, that I felt that connection. It's like, I, I'm struggling with my emotions too. And these guys have to fight it every day. And it's, it's why I loved the Blood Angels. And naturally, Sanguinius is just such a Chad. He's, he's so... And what I love about Sanguinius, everyone loves him. But he's so humble yeah. about himself. He knows who he is and what he is. But he doesn't like it when people tell him that he is above them all he doesn't like it he likes to bring himself down to everyone's level he likes to empower other people and that's one thing that i love about sanguinius you know like he was out of everyone's lead everyone wishes they were him fulgrim tried so hard to be like sanguinius and, and seek perfection and sanguinius sought his got his perfection because he wasn't trying to be perfect he was just trying to be him and, and do the best he can and he was kind to all his brothers, even the bad ones. You know, I have no doubt. Like, I haven't read the books. But what I what I hear from what, what I've watched in the lore videos, Sanguinius talks to everyone. And he gets brings the best out of everyone. He's not afraid to talk about his doubts either. He's not afraid to to be afraid of something. You know? Like, he's, he's very much... He's very human. As well, between, like, his brothers, like, later on... Um within the heresy he's very much he's he's, he's been he open about his insecurities and his doubts and his fears yet the, everyone's all like he should be the emperor secundus 
And he's like, are you serious? Yeah. Like, he's, dude. He's, oh, what is it, though? I think it's due to his understanding of his own, like, his own faults or something like that. It's, it's easy for him to see faults in others, but see them in a way that it's not... Um, not uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That it's not a negative. Um, you know, the, the, he doesn't the, the bring other between... people down with it. Yeah, yeah. Like, the discussion between Russ and the Khan and Dawn and Sanguinius about how they're going to deal with Horus prior to the um, siege on Terry. I won't go into it because I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't read that book in particular. Yeah. Oh God. Was very much he was all over like he wasn't just on one side of the argument it was he was devil's advocate but to a point where he was literally jumping sides between both between all three points of this one particular argument um yeah he's intelligent incredibly intelligent and very like especially after what the the legion went through um very much doomed with his own emotions and i think that's why when obviously what happens happens and the legion loses sanguinius that that psychic backlash that then develops into the black rage it adds just character like to, he was so loved they made a holiday after him happy sanguinala yeah you know what i mean and like that gives sanguinius power and why what, what what was it for he was the best fighter he was the one who everyone would have wanted to be the de facto leader if it wasn't horus you know, mm. the Chaos Gods, like, even Horus himself was like, if the Chaos Gods could, they'd either choose Rebute or or Sanguinius over me. If they mm. could, if they could trade me right now, they would pick them over me. You know what I mean? And, like, Fulgrim was envious of him. Like, everyone thought that he was the most perfect thing. But every time he talked to everyone, he gave some serious, some, a real part of himself. He's like, between you and me, yeah. I'm not really an angel, you know? And I mean, that's it as well. Like, out of all of them, he, like, had the the most obvious of, like, the mutations and stuff. Yeah. He had a pair of friggin' wings, you Just know? added to the angelicness. Yeah, but you think of, like, the Imperial Creed at the time and everything about, like, mutants and uh, psychers and stuff like that. And he's walking around with a pair of angel wings. Yeah. You know, he has the biggest fault, physical fault. Um, you think that would be holding him back, right? You think it'd be like, it'll be a weight on him. It it really doesn't. It doesn't. It really doesn't. And like, the only one who could come close to, the only one he comes close to as far as humanizing is is Vulcan. Because Vulcan Mm -hmm. is is more on the level of like even with humans and even though sanguinius is aware of what he is you know he's still he's still a little bit higher higher up on on who and what he is vulcan vulcan sees everyone equally you know and but i think sanguinius even though he acknowledges that there's differences he'll still have that about him but i like sanguinius like he's just he's a very humble charismatic guy and he doesn't try he doesn't try to rule. He doesn't try to be the most powerful. He doesn't try and do all that. You know, he has he's living his life trying to be the best he can be as a as a leader, as a as a primarch, you know, following in his journey. And he put all of that aside for the grand for the bigger picture. You know? I mean the, the he was always doing there, that. 
the last thing I want to say about Fulgrim, though, is I think when it comes to... Uh, not Sorry, Fulgrim. Uh, Sanguinius. When you, you... As you said earlier about, like, perfection and stuff, when people say perfection, people that have, have the knowledge of, like, the old legions, when someone says perfection, they automatically assume, like, Fulgrim and the Emperor's children. I think the difference... I think what you're meaning as perfection is the Emperor's children and Fulgrim always try to seek perfection whereas the Blood Angels eventually became that personification of perfection without actually trying to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you mean when you're saying like, oh yeah, there's, there's a certain level of perfection there, but like he's I, seeking perfection. perfection. I automatically assume Emperor's children, hence why I said Fulgrim. But yeah, that's one thing I always like see. Like most people go, "Oh yeah," they think of the Emperor's children. I actually think Blood Angels when someone says, "You know, perfection," because they had that that whole sort of martial prowess and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of feel like the Blood Angels reached that to the latter end of the heresy, but without actually searching for it, you know, it wasn't their main goal all along, whereas with yeah. the Empress children it was, and that's what led them down that road to ruin. Yeah, and, and it's like, like, um, you know, he's sitting there comparing himself to Sanguinius, and he's like, I'm trying to be perfect, I'm, I'm, you know, my road to perfection, and yet he never reaches the same level as Sanguinius, and, and it's mm. because it's like, bro, it's not about you, you know, and Sanguinius never cared for that. He didn't want to be Emperor Secundus. He doesn't care if he's the best fighter. But what he cares about is the Imperium and his father and, and the troops he's with. You know, he yeah. turned them into excellent people. He fought with Imperial Guard on the front lines. You know, he I think he went in to save Jagatai. Um, small little bit from the Horus Heresy novels. But, you know, and that's, that's why I love Sanguinius as... He's always number one in some way. Like, people... People kind of bump him back just because he's obviously the obvious answer for most powerful Primarch, best looking Primarch, most charismatic Primarch. He's always on the top list. You know, you gotta you gotta be more practical if you wanna put him. But even when he's not on the top list, he's always in the top three of any list. I I, I can't think of a list that has him where he's below the top five at most. You know, he's part of the Dauntless he used, few. He used to, I mean, I know game-wise, he used to be in the top five. Used to be in the top five. Um, when it came to, like, um, game uh, tabletop. Um, like, in general, like him fighting, like, up against other Primarchs and stuff. Um, but, yeah, he kind of dropped then. But other than that, yeah, he's like, people... Top five Primarchs, he's always there. He's always there, dude. Yeah. You know, and I think what I love about him is that everyone is singing his praises, but he stays grounded. He has that humility about him. Yeah. You know, and it's not at the level of Vulcan, but for who he is and what he is, like, yeah. You know, so, so that's why I love the Blood Angels. I love Sanguinius. I love the story because at the end of it, they're not perfect anymore. They have two serious problems, you mm. know, and they almost pet, they almost like went out twice. These uh, it's why I love the Blood Ravens. Their struggle, their pro the lessons their Primarch taught and who he was, you know, and red is quickly becoming my second favorite color. And it's <laughs> why I love 
the blood angels you know and that's why my profile picture whenever i had oneris um shout out to oneris who makes wonderful art i had him draw me as i yeah i had him draw uh um a selfie and put me over a blood angel you know for i am an angel of death and a defender of humanity and i shall know no fear and the blood angels man they're right there with the ultramarines the dark angels um the salamanders you know the 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 imperial fists you know they're really up there with those main big boys you know even well, though out of them the they're legion. the least they're one of the original legions can't not consider them like one of the best like they were one of the first with the blood angels you know it's, it's like saying oh yeah you know we, we've got all these different legions they're all really cool but yeah the the, the first founding legions are the best yeah by far like you got i know I you first they have a big i've got a big fascination with like homebrew stuff but like Homebrew chapters are really cool and all, but they'll never beat the stories that we have for the original chapters, the original legions, um, whether it's a loyalist or traitor. To be fair, like you could you could make all the successor chapters to the Blood Angels or Space Wolves as many as you want. They're never going to be better than the than the original one. You know, yeah, they're never going to be better as better than the than the original uh, the original Legion, in my eyes personally. That's just my thought. But Who the the Blood Angels, or any of them? Like the Blood Angels are awesome, but you couldn't like make a homebrew and the homebrew be better than the Blood Angels. Themselves. Oh yeah, it doesn't work. Yep. Um, but yeah, the, the, just what you saying then, like. Uh, the, like one of the best or like put like if you're gonna categorize them like I personally think that I think all the first founding legions should be like that they just come top every time and then then everything's second to none it's just yeah. second to the first foundings yeah um <laughs> for real I think like the big ones are there's obviously the ultramarines which are the most popular um you have mm. the I think the most popular ones are the Ultramarines, the Imperial Fists, uh, the Salamanders, the Blood Angels, and the Black Templars. Oh, and the Space Wolves. Those are the most popular ones. And everyone else, you kind of like, hmm. I mean, I don't tend to see, I don't see many Iron Hands. As yeah. I used, Iron Hands armies as I used to. Or I don't see as many... To be fair, I don't see as many Imperial Fist armies anymore, neither. I wouldn't say Ultramarines are popular. I think they're popular but just for the wrong reasons nowadays. Mm -hmm. um, Black Templars, I can agree. Yeah, they are very popular. Um, Dark Angels. Dark Angels are another very popular one. They're more popular I, than Blood I, Angels, I, that's for sure. I'd say, mm, I would say Black Templars, Dark Angels... Space Wolves, Blood Angels. Again, it's you're looking at chapters that they have faults. They're not, um, they're not perfect. Yeah, and I think that's why there's an appeal. Going back to what I was saying about like uh, the way that Space Marines used to be portrayed and, and and the way that they are now, 
um, there's a vast difference. Like they used to be portrayed as these heroes and the perfection and blah, 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 blah. And now we get a lot more depth. We get a lot more knowledge about their character, about their background, about their faults, you know, things that are wrong with them, whether it's their psyche or it's something that's manifested due to, um, you know, years of fighting against a particular adversary, for yeah. example. Um, so I think those chapters that have something wrong with them are more popular. Um, that's that's obviously that's from my observation. Um, I think Ultramarines are popular for the wrong reasons nowadays. Uh, I think that's mainly because obviously they you see them on nearly every box set. Yeah. Uh, I personally prefer the Ultramarines back during the Heresy. Not too keen on the the forty k version of them. Um, but again, like I, I love every flavor of Space Marine, oh, yeah. even if they are Ultramarines. But I would say the most popular ones have to be the the ones with something wrong with them, <laughs> <laughs> like the flawed ones. You know, it's it's yeah. you kind of you connect with it. They're not what what uh they're not really as as superhuman raw. You know, they they have their flaws. They have their own. Yeah, flaws. they're not they're not infallible. They're yeah, not, they're not. That's perfect. the perfect way to describe it. You know, and the emperor kind of not only did he didn't have a choice to make automata or something, but because you know we know about that, but mm. you know the emperor knew what he was doing. He knew even his primarchs. Um, he wanted sons. He didn't just. Yeah. You know, I don't care what you think the Emperor's reasons. He's fully aware that they are a means to an end, but he didn't just want to make a means to an end. He wanted he wanted sons. You know, I really truly believe that. You know, and it's it's that's definitely a discussion for another day, but I think it's yeah. it's in that that really creates a story because these genetically enhanced superhumans, the story is interesting if you make them kind of like robots. And it's also interesting when you bring out the humanity in them and every single um, space marine um, faction is is diversely different, you know, and I think that's one of the genius parts, not only in the storytelling, but also in distributing it to all kinds of walks of life. You know, they come in every color. They come in every color. They come in every personality, you know. Yeah, even even if I mean, even if you get a couple of them that are similarities, they've still they still try and make as many of them as unique as possible. Yeah, and you know what? And that's in again, one of my blood angels. That's why they're my favorite. So, with that out of the way, I think we've discussed um, our favorite factions and some. And some, definitely, and some. So, so I believe that's it for today. And next time, we are going to be talking about the lore. <laughs> Which bits, <laughs> man? And and that's crazy. I think I think God. As soon as I said that, I'm like, oh, I heard a heavy noise come over me. The lore. Like, oh, oh shit! <laughs> oh shit, bitch! That yeah, type of deal. Do? What did you do? Oh my goodness! Alrighty. Well, um, Matthew, take us out.
Show me a fortress, and I'll show you a ruin. Oh, that was so awesome. Um, thank you guys again for joining us here on the Vox Hammer Podcast. If you'd like to see more stuff from the Vox Hammer Podcast and Warhammer Goodness, you can actually check it out on the All Ages of Geek website. That's allagesofgeek.com. And if you love tabletop games like Warhammer 40k and Warhammer, um, this is actually not the only source you can get it from. Dice Sesh is actually also a show just like ours on the website. It's on allagesgeek.com go check it out if you love DD. you also have other shows like shonen cast tooncasters and all kinds of craziness so please go check it out and visit us on allagesgeek.com thank you guys so much and we'll see y'all next time bye guys bye bye